Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi, welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In this episode, I'll be joined by chemistry expert Bob Lowry, and we're going to do something a little different. I'm going to ask him a series of what-if questions, kind of like the popular Marvel what-if series, but not quite as crazy. And Bob's going to answer these what-if questions for you. And this will be a three-part series of what-if, and so in the first part, we're going to cover three topics, and then we'll cover some more in the next two episodes. So definitely tune in for those to hear some more what-if answers from Bob Lowry. Pool Service Pro, open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open seven days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's referral program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Also receive priority service, enhanced rebate programs, a discount on your general liability insurance through SPA, a discount on your pool riding software through Skimmer, and an opportunity to co-brand with Leslie's on your social media, website, truck, and more. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Pro. So I'm joined today by Bob Lowry, and I'll let him introduce himself and give you just a little bit of background. Um, he's been in the industry pretty much since it started, right? Since the pool industry started? Well, uh, I got in the industry in 1973, uh, in a, so I've been in the industry for 48 years, but I'm 75 years old, so I wasn't a kid when I got in the industry. I was, I was a grown guy. At any rate, uh, I guess I was 20-something when I got in. But anyway, I've been in this industry for, for 48 years, and I've owned two chemical companies and a publishing company. That would be Robarb and Leisure Time Chemical. I've also owned Service Industry News. And I was the uh, technical director at Leslie's for five years. was also in charge of their... Uh, new product development and their formulation department and their safety department, which we, which was company wide, making sure that the the store was complying and and keeping all of their uh, employees safe. Um, so we we made videos and books and things like that. In any case, since then I uh, became a consultant, and I've been a a private independent chemist consultant for about 25 years now, and uh, actually 26 years. So um, I'm independent. I don't have anything to sell but books or courses and information. The listeners appreciate all the knowledge you share. And so in this series, Marvel has a, a new series on Disney Plus called What If? So I thought we would do some what if questions here. Sure. Um, nothing, nothing weird, but just some pool what if questions. Some of these I've gotten from people and I figured you would be the one that would be able to answer these. So let's start with the first one. Let's say the softball team calls you and 15 players are coming over to go swimming. What is the first thing you would do? Well, I would probably suggest that you raise the chlorine level up, probably by whatever's in there now, I would probably add four or five parts per million more of chlorine. I would 
perhaps add a non-chlorine oxidizer like monopersulfate um, and just add whatever they suggest as a shock because you can go in the water with a uh, with the recommended oxidizer amount, you can go in the water right away. So raise the chlorine level, add the non-chlorine shock. The biggest thing that you could do is see if you could get them to rinse off before they get in the pool. And the reason is that, that in fact, you can save money at any pool if you can get the bathers or people that are getting in the pool, if you can get them to rinse off before they get in. Because the biggest consumption of chlorine is from people. And well, not exactly, but over a week's period, the biggest loss of chlorine is to sunlight because you lose about mm -hmm. a part per million per day of, of chlorine to sunlight. But when people get in the pool, it disappears pretty quick. So in a busy pool, the biggest use of chlorine is from people. The stuff that's in our bodies, on our bodies, comes off as soon as we get into the pool. So the biggest use of chlorine is like the first 15 minutes you're in the water. After that, there's not much new contamination getting in there. The initial insult of you getting into the pool uh, is where everything uh, uses up the chlorine. You've got on sunblock, deodorant, maybe some hairspray, uh, some lip balm, uh, foot powder. You know, you've got gels and creams and stuff like that. And, and all of that stuff is on your body and it's not in your body. And as soon as you get in the water, most of it comes off. And so chlorine, it needs to be oxidized. And either chlorine has to do it or non-chlorine shock has to do it. So if you can get people to rinse before they get in, you can save big money on, on chlorine uh, and oxidizer. And they did a study in England right around 2000. It proved that they could save 60% of the chemicals by people simply rinsing off before they get in. And it became so... Huge. The report became so well known that they actually made it a rule. When you get in a public pool in the in England, you have to rinse off before you get in. And so it's a rule. Um, anyway, between those three things, uh, you can manage it. Raise the chlorine level, add a non-chlorine shock, and and ask the guys to to rinse off before they get in. And it won't be a difficult problem then. If you do nothing, you're going to play catch up. And once the chlorine starts forming chloramines with all of those things that are on all those, those soccer guys, you know, then it takes even more chlorine to get rid of it. It's a big savings if you can get them to rinse and have some chlorine in the water when they get in and it'll oxidize that stuff right away. And if they're looking for non-chlorine shock, Leslie's Pool Supplies carries it. And then your main suppliers carry it. I think the main brand that Pool Corp supplies is called Shock Train. Um, so that's the non-chlorine non shock if anyone's looking for that for their pool route or for their pool. But like you said, that's a great way to kind of hedge that. And another, I guess the second part of that question is a lot of pool owners like to turn their pool off while people are using it for a lot of reasons. Maybe their automatic cleaner is working in there or they have a water feature that's making noise or just the equipment by the pool is making a lot of noise. You don't advise that if you have that many people in the pool, right? You want that filter running? No, you need that filter going. 
Mm-hmm. You need the filter going. And and the great thing is that that the chlorine that's in the water then doesn't have to work on the stuff that's in the water because the, it's trapped in the filter. So mm-hmm. the chlorine then that's in the pool is free to kill the stuff that's in the pool. So it's really important that you keep that 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 pump and filter on for a long time. And and particularly after a big bather load gets out of your pool, you need to leave the filter on for at least a turnover. Another question here that I get often, uh, and it, this happens a lot, where the cyanuric acid is 200, they're testing it, they do dilution tests, and it comes in about 200, but the alkalinity is at 70 or 80. So how would you do an adjusted alkalinity on a pool with such a high cyanuric acid reading and such a low alkalinity reading? Because I think those can't go hand in hand when you use a lot of tablets, the alkalinity stays pretty low. Yeah, well, it stays low because uh, the tablets actually have a, a pH of about 2.8. So when you when they're added to the water, even though they're dissolving slowly, you're still adding that acid. And that acid will take away the pH and the, the alkalinity. But then with aeration and all the other things going on in the pool, the pH may go up, but the, the alkalinity go down. So you can have a problem with that. Or if you're using a lot of, of trichlor, then the pH and alkalinity both go down. You get cyanuric acid buildup. And the buildup is that for each 10 parts per million of chlorine that are added to the water by trichlor, you get six parts per million of cyanuric acid. And that can be in a pool if the main source of chlorine is uh, trichlor then the the use of chlorine in a pool is about one part per million per day from sunlight and just regular degradation. Then if you add bathers to that a couple of times a week, you're looking at about 10 parts per million per week of chlorine use. If it's all coming from dry chlor, that means your cyanuric acid's going up by six parts per million per week or 25 parts per million per month. And that is big hmm. because uh, we say that you need you need a chlorine residual that's in the pool that's equal to a percentage of the cyanuric acid. And if you're not using borate in your pool, then the, the cyanuric acid, the free chlorine level should be 7.5% of cyanuric acid. If the cyanuric acid level is going up by 25 parts per million per month, that means that next month you need 1.5 parts per million of chlorine more residual in the pool than you use this month. And the next month, 1.5 parts per million more of that. And so each month you have to keep increasing the chlorine level by 1.5 parts per million. If you don't do that, then you can have algae start to grow. And then you got a shock and add algicide and all kinds of stuff trying to get rid of the algae. So if you keep the chlorine level up, you won't have the algae. But the higher the cyanuric acid level, the higher the free chlorine residual needs to be. And so it's better to reduce the cyanuric acid level and then use a percentage of it uh, as a residual. And the problem with a cyanuric acid level that's very high is that when we calculate 
the saturation index, which is an indication of, of whether the water in the pool is corrosive or uh, scale forming. When we, when we check the, the saturation index, we may find that, the, that with the adjustment for cyanuric acid, that the water is actually corrosive when we didn't think it was. And the adjustment is that about one third of the cyanuric acid reading needs to be subtracted from the apparent total alkalinity reading. Mm -hmm. And so you get an adjusted alkalinity reading. And the adjusted alkalinity reading is actually called carbonate alkalinity instead of total alkalinity. It's called carbonate alkalinity. And we use carbonate alkalinity in the calculation of the saturation index. You can see if you actually had a cyanuric acid level of 200, if you take one third of 200, you're looking at what is that, 68 or 67? Mm -hmm. You're taking 67 away from whatever your total alkalinity reading is. And if you got 70 alkalinity, you basically have zero carbonate alkalinity in the pool. And that that's got to mean that you have corrosive water. Mm -hmm. And that would cause and, staining in the plaster in a lot of cases. That, I've seen that, that staining. That can cause corrosion mm -hmm. of the of the plaster, and it cause, can cause corrosion of the metal components and the equipment, which then, when the metal builds up in the pool, it surpasses the saturation point, and then you get a stain. And I wonder, Bob, if you know, some people were saying that cyanuric acid is damaging to the plaster, but it's not the cyanuric acid itself. It's probably no. the fact that the alkalinity is so low, or That's the carbonate right. alkalinity. Right. You end up with corrosive water. Uh, you get a you get the water into a corrosive situation, and you don't think you are because you may be keeping the alkalinity at at say a hundred. Which, if you look at the at the guidelines from PHTA, it says it should be between 80 and 100. So if you look at, I mean, 80 and 120. So if 100 right in the middle. So if you look at it and say 100 is great, but if you had total alkalinity, I mean, uh, cyanuric acid of 200, and you subtract 67 from 100, now your carbonate alkalinity is only 33. You're looking at a carbonate alkalinity of 33, and that's not good. And you don't even need the saturation index to figure that out. Nobody would tell you that an alkalinity of 30 is okay. And the problem is if you raise your alkalinity to compensate for high cyanuric acid, then the pH keeps going up because high alkalinity pulls the pH up. So if you run your pool at, say, 140, of alkalinity, it's going to keep pulling the pH up all the time. And you're going to have to deal with a high pH. And if you try to lower the pH with acid, it lowers alkalinity. So it's just a game of chasing it yeah. around. So you're a lot better off, obviously, to drain the pool to get the cyanuric acid level down to 50 or 60 to parts per million so you can deal with this. And here's another one that happens. This is mainly for those large vinyl pools back on the East Coast. What if your pH is 5 and you have a 25,000-gallon pool? 
And to get it to seven, to get it to seven point eight, it calls for adding a hundred pounds of soda ash to the pool. Now, how would you add a hundred pounds of soda ash to a pool? Wouldn't that overload the whole filtration system and cause it to drop out and go all over the pool? It can, if you added it all at once, it probably would. Although I suspect that that perhaps a hundred pounds might be a little bit more than you would need, but um, I can't do that math in my head, unfortunately. But I used your app, and it it said close to that. Okay. All right. Well, if you did, then that's fine. It's called the pH alkalinity adjustment tool. And I think every service tech ought to own one. It's not because I make money. It's because it's a great app and it'll tell you what you need to add to the pool to to fix it, uh, to fix the pH and alkalinity. And it costs $8 and it's not a subscription. It's a one-time purchase. So you own it. Uh, It's not even an annual purchase. It's once and you own it. Um, anyway, it's a great app, and once you build the pH up just a little bit using soda ash, then you can do it the rest of the way with baking soda, and then increase the pH by by uh, aeration and turbulence, mm-hmm. and that way you don't have to add so many pounds of chemicals to the pool. So it's a much much better way to do it. Oftentimes, when you're trying to adjust pH and alkalinity using soda ash, if you add enough soda ash to get the right alkalinity, then your pH is way too high. And if you add uh, enough to get the pH up there, then your alkalinity is probably not high enough. So you need probably a combination of soda ash and bicarb to get to the right level. And you can save some money if you simply get the alkalinity where it needs to be and then raise pH with aeration and turbulence. And it raises really quickly when the pH is low. So you can you can do this. It's not difficult. Okay. So you wouldn't put 100 pounds of soda ash in the pool. You would put enough of it in there just to get it up a little bit. And then you would go to baking soda to get the alkalinity to, let's say, 80 or 90. And then from there, you would put maybe a submersible pump shooting water or return jets shooting water up at the surface, and that would raise the pH more than just adding all that product. Yes, and and I have a rule of thumb that I used to do, and it's it's just based on practical practical knowledge and and years of doing it. When I have to add a really large amount of chemical to a, any pool, except for chlorine. I usually add it in thirds. And so if you need 100 pounds in a pool, I would add 30 pounds or 40, 30 to 40 pounds. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't have to be exact. Just 30 to 40 pounds. Give it a couple of hours to get to get uh, for the chemical reactions to take place. Then add another 30. And it's also a good idea between additions to retest the water. And the reason is that if you were wrong in your calculation, then you don't have to add a bunch of acid to get things back to where they belong. Or, you know, maybe you thought you had a 25,000-gallon pool and it's only a 15,000-gallon pool. So it's it's a good idea to to just kind of be a little bit cautious instead of throwing that all in there. Other obvious reason that you mentioned is if you put 100 pounds in there, chances are if you have any amount of calcium in the water, you're probably going to precipitate some of it. Because when you put 100 pounds of soda ash in the pool, you're going to raise the pH of the whole pool up to perhaps 
nine, and at nine, you can start to precipitate out some, some calcium carbonate, even if the calcium level is only a 150 or 200. I would add it in thirds. And, and also, if it precipitates, it's a very fine precipitate, and it can take a couple of days to clear. And you don't want to do that, you know. So just put a third in there, retest it, uh, make sure that everything's okay, put another third in, and put another third in. Just, a, just as a side note, this happens a lot. A lot of pool guys contact me when this happens because they'll take over a vinyl pool uh, back on the East Coast that the customers been using tablets in. You know, that's going to lower the pH dramatically. And so they're scratching their heads. And then I ask them, is there, is there a floater with tabs in there? And they say yes. And so for a long period of time, the pH has been pretty low in these pools. And yeah. I'm sure there's been some equipment damage and whatnot. So um, it's not uncommon for that to happen, especially with the vinyl. Well, the other thing that happens when you when you raise the pH from it being low, understand that the that metals are in in the water at at a saturation point, and that saturation point is about 0.4 parts per million. So, and the lower the pH, the the higher the saturation point. So when you get down to a a pH of say five, the saturation point might be 0.8 or even 1.0 parts per million of copper and iron. Then when you add soda ash and raise the pH back up to 7.5, now the saturation point is only 0.4. So everything above 0.4 becomes a precipitate or a stain. You need to be aware that you have a potential to cause either precipitation or a stain. I always tell people if the pH has been low to, to also make a copper and iron test of the water because they either need to put in a sequestering agent or they need to put in one of those bags or cages that you can put in the skimmer or even one of those pre-filters that you can use and run the water through a separate pump and pump the water out of the pool through the filter and back into the into the pool to get rid of the metal because mm -hmm. it will cause a stain big time. For sure. I've seen that happen and that's happened to me myself <clears throat> when I raise the pH up like that. And I hope you enjoyed this series. And if you're looking for the other episodes in this series, you can go to my website, swimmingpoollearning.com. And on the, on the banner, click on the podcast icon, and it'll take you to a podcast indexing site. And, of course, you can also listen to other podcasts that I recorded with Bob Lowry on that site. And if you're in the industry and you want to enhance your business, definitely check out my coaching program at PoolGuyCoaching.com. A lot of great benefits for joining there, including a discount on your general liability insurance. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great rest of your week, and God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash pool guy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash pool guy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.